0: Welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, thanks, Gail, for being a guest on my podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And um, I'll let you kind of introduce yourself. I know you from like way back a long time (laughs) ago because we were together at the same church for a while. But um, why don't you introduce yourself and just okay. kind of let people know who you are?
1: Uh, my my uh, name is Elizabeth Gale Wills. Uh, my grandkids always kid me because my Social Security and all that stuff has Elizabeth, but I've always went by Gale. So they're they're quite sure that I've lived with an alias all these years, but M- Medicare kind of put a quench to that because you have to go officially by your name. So all the bank accounts and all that stuff went to Elizabeth. But uh, yes, you say you've known me for a while, but uh, when you lived 74 years, Will, uh, people come and people go When you see things and uh, life goes on. So uh, I was born in a little town called Neelyville, Missouri, about 150 miles south of here, right before you get to the Arkansas-Missouri state line. Uh, one of seven children, so lived in a little two-room house that had no indoor plumbing, w- walked to school, uh, went to a little two-room schoolhouse. Uh, in my fourth grade year, we consolidated with the bigger school called Neelyville, and uh Graduated from there, uh, went to college, uh, dropped out, got married. Uh, We were living in in North County. Uh, My husband, Danny, was from the same community that I was from. Uh, He had dated my older sisters. He said he was just waiting for me to grow up. I I never grew up. That was the the sad part. But... uh, he worked for the railroad, and so we started looking for a home, and a friend of his was working on the railroad was from Arnold and, uh, and invited us to come down and look at some homes down here. The tax base was less expensive and stuff, so uh, we moved here in 73, I think, <laughs> I, I was telling my son something the other day, and he said, Mom, that couldn't have been the 70s. That had to be like the 90s or something. So uh, time has an elusive effect on me, I think. Uh, but in uh, 1980, I, uh, we had were within walking distance to First Baptist Church of Arnold. Uh, Brother Gerald, the senior pastor at that time, uh, came to visit us. And uh, we went to another church uh, before we went to First Baptist Church of Arnold. But uh, at the, in that sermon message, I felt the tug of the Holy Spirit to surrender my life to the Lord. Uh, I did not do that in that service. We came home, and my husband had been raised in a Christian home. I was not raised in a Christian home. And his his mother and father always made sure, I mean, we were the, uh, they were the people with the pickup truck that took everybody to vacation Bible school, so I had been to church with them before. Uh, but it, it, my husband could remember Revelation 3.20, and so when I, I said, well, what, what do you have to do to be saved? And he said, you trust Jesus into your heart, and you believe that he's died for you that you will be saved and so right there in my bedroom a few feet away from here I trusted Christ and uh it's been an adventure uh to say the least he's been faithful I've not been quite so faithful as that I've I've uh, my heart's desire is to obey him and to know him but uh the cares of this world sometimes leads us away so uh, so I've been a Christian for what does that make it? that was in when I was 30 44 years uh, have served in the tr- church in multiple of ways uh, but it's been uh like I said it's been an adventure with him it, it puts a whole different spin on your life when you when you when people that trust and I appreciate the fact that people trust the Lord when they're young. And and they just know that that childlike faith that just is so uh, real and so a part of their life. They just can't separate their life from that. So I have a, a testimony of before Christ and after Christ. Uh, and and it, it, to say there's a difference between daylight and dark, so your whole... He renews your mind and your thoughts, and uh, and that coming from that are your actions. So, uh, to I'm I'm grateful that I was raised in a, a church family that uh, taught the Word of God, that encouraged us to read the Word of God. Uh, so out of that came growth. Uh, I think probably until the last three years, I thought I was pretty mature, <laughs> uh, but things come up in your life that test that, that stretch your faith, that exercises your faith, if you will, uh, So, it, it, but that's, that's where my relationship with the Lord started. Uh, our son ultimately got saved, our daughter got saved. Uh, So a a family emphasis of uh, serving the Lord and uh, loving the Lord became a a part of our family, which I'd never experienced before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hmm. So, um, man, there's a lot of things that that you mentioned that I'd just like to ask you more about. Um, I guess... Um, you talked a little bit about just the, the changes from like before and after. Right. And, um, can you just, can you tell a little bit more about that? Like how were you different before that changed, you know, with your conversion?
1: I've always been an avid reader, uh, the brunchier the better. Uh, And I I, I remember right after I got saved, uh, those kind of books didn't have an interest for me, and I was getting ready to have a garage sale, and I thought, I'm just going to sell those at a garage sale. (laughs) But I I was so convicted, I I, I didn't understand what that word even meant then, but uh, I... I couldn't sell them at a garage sale. I just tossed them in the trash can, which was the appropriate place for them anyway. But it was it was the same way with, I, I remember, I uh, grew up with soap operas, and I was watching my favorite soap opera, and Christopher, our oldest, was laying on the carpet playing with toys and stuff, and he looked up at me, and he said, Mom, what are you watching that for? And <laughs> Again, conviction that only the Spirit can bring. And so uh, things like that, things that I just was part of my life, uh, just did not hold its weight anymore, did not have the same persuasion, the same influence. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same thing with friends. And and really, Will, because I was not raised in a a, a Christian home, even my own family was not, uh, I, I felt like, uh, I was distanced from them S- somehow. I didn't mm. know quite what to understand about that. The the longer we attended church, the more important the church family became for me. Uh, th- that doesn't mean that I totally alienated myself from the family. You know, we still got together and stuff like that. But it was just a different... Uh, I was more concerned about their salvation than I was about how much money they had or how big their house was or uh, (laughs) things like that. So uh, a a change of uh, priorities, a change of uh, desires, and and, uh, the, the... the influence that I was allowing to be a part of my life, that changed. So, uh, and again, going back to the Word of God, it, uh, all of that desire to read and study and that kind of stuff, the Bible did that for me. I mean, it just, I, I, I never had to work very much in in my career as a, a wife and a mother, but uh, I... It, I could spend the day literally just chasing rabbits. Is is a common vernacular for you? Kind of just go when going to read a verse or two, and it gets so interesting. You think, well, I wonder what that said back there about that, and so, mm-hmm. uh, so it it that process of uh, priorities and the pleasures that we find just changed
0: uh, You yeah. know you mentioned adventure, like what do you mean by adventure? Are you referring to anything in particular yeah. no? uh,
1: i I heard an analogy long time ago it's talked about uh we we perceive life as a as a bicycle ride now I'm not a bicyclist, but I know people that are uh, and, and, you know, it's wonderful, and the scenery and the breeze and all that that goes with that is a good thing. But when you come to know the Lord, it's a bicycle built for two, and for a while, you're still sitting on the front. But after a while, you surrender to his being in charge. And so uh, he goes off-road, if you will, and so there's things to see and people and... Uh, mm hurts and needs that you can have a part of in people's lives. So uh, it's not been uh, smooth. <laughs> There's been valleys and uh, rocks and uh, cliffs even. Uh, so in that, it's an adventure. I, I, have a, I have a good friend that used to tell me I, I I just wanted routine in my life. And she said, you know, Routine can be like a rut, and and a rut can be like a grave with not both ends knocked out. So when you want a routine and not anything mm-hmm. to change, so I think that's what the Lord has. I guess my personality type is one of uh, control and uh, planning and organization, and if you do all of that, then things will go smooth, but... Well, I'm telling you about the time I think things are you know, something else, you know. And it's not negatives necessarily. It's just, uh, I mean, y- things come up and and you move in a whole different direction. And you th- think, well, all right then. <laughs> and you make adjustments to that. And so uh, uh-huh. at 74, it's still an adventure. It's mm-hmm. a adventure. I think that the thing for me is that it's who you're, and, and we we talk about our spouse and and he was, and still continues to be even after his death, uh, a stable part of who I am. Uh, he he was a gardener and loved to dig in the dirt and uh, planted his roots deeply, uh, and and yet. His willingness to go and do changed as well, in, in later life, that was kind of the fun part too. When I come to know the Lord, he was—he had spent, I think, his testimony would be one of a prodigal son when we got married, uh, marrying a non-believer uh, for sure. Uh, but his mom and dad were faithful to pray for him and for me. Uh, and, and so he was ready to recommit his life to the Lord. And so it, it became an adventure for two as mm-hmm. opposed to one. So n- now doing it solo is—I uh, got married when I was 20, Will, so
0: hmm. yeah,
1: that's a long time. <laughs>
0: yeah. So—and you mentioned, like, um, you thought you were mature until, like, the last three years. <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
1: And what and uh, yeah
0: how's what was that been like
1: well, in two thousand and nineteen trying to get those years <laughs> put in the right order mm-hmm. uh, twenty nineteen uh in the fall about this time of the year uh things were going <laughs> on you know uh Danny had been retired for quite some time. He retired at 60, uh, 20 years of traveling and doing what he wanted to do. And, 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 uh, but in that fall of 2019, uh, our son was diagnosed with a bipolar disorder. And uh, weeks later, after that diagnosis came, uh, I was diagnosed with uterine cancer and a few months after that, our daughter was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Uh, that's a lot to handle in just a wow. little short period of time. Yeah. So, uh, and, and really well, I, I mean, we had had some, uh, I'd had some health issues and things like that in those earlier years of my faith. Uh, but part of my testimony was, uh, but the Lord has been good. You know, I just could not count how many. I had lost my parents and things like that, but there was a naturalness to that, that as you age, you can expect to lose those. So uh, it, our, our daughter passed away in July of that, of 2001, I think. Uh 2021, 2020. Uh, this is 23, right? Uh, but uh, there's something to be said about, scripture says there will be trials and tribulation. Mm-hmm. I had not really experienced that. I, I hate to say that because obviously there had been some trials and tribulations. And I don't know if it was the uh, uh the fact that it was so intense period of time uh, or or if it uh, you, i don't i don't necessarily my personality does not look at life with rose colored glasses I see the bad and the good and the hard and the difficult but really uh, I had not experienced. You know, some people lose a child when they're just in infancy, or you know, even before the baby is born. Uh, if people have sick children and all kinds of things. So those are things of life. But I think, uh, and, and and after Amy passed away, she and her daddy were bosom buddies, and so that really hurt him uh, emotionally and otherwise, uh, I think spiritually he remained strong, uh, but he was pretty tired of his life. He said, you know, we've been married 53 years, and I've lived 83 years. He said, there's not a whole lot it has to offer me anymore, uh, and I don't think he was depressed per se, but m- maybe so, just ch- Going on life without her, but uh he passed away shortly after she did two two years after she did developed lung cancer uh, so uh, how do you how do you cope with that how do you uh do you just put on a happy face and uh That didn't work so well for me. I don't know it may work well for other people. Uh, I, I Really what I'm saying is that I had to... Uh, it, it, Jesus often, there's lots of commands in the Gospels, particularly where uh, Jesus' inv- invitation is to come and see. But his invitation is also come to me. If we don't learn uh, or... Allow ourselves to come to Him on a personal level uh, and personal devotion. Uh, It's kind of like the old song Oh, what joy we often forfeit when we fail to take it to the Lord in prayer. Uh, Is that right? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have quote verses and songs and all kinds of things, but uh, so it, my life has changed dramatically since twenty nineteen, uh, and I, I think the things that have come out of that for me uh, a, a real sense of grieving, even you know when Scripture talks about lament uh the book of lamentations uh, there's there's plenty of uh David uh, writing the psalms uh where, where where do we get this part that you know life is easy and carefree and la 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 and you know you go along with your life but to experience it uh since twenty nineteen uh and covid was in the mix of all of that as well yeah. uh we had it, it, that was always after i come to know the lord the church was my stability uh, it was not stable i mean really and, and 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 we were more stable than some but still yet yeah, uh it, it, because of Danny's health conditions, we had already started watching online instead of going personally because the doctor suggested we limit our, uh, people contact. Uh, so, and we now have quite a large women's widows group that's mostly husbands that have died during COVID, uh, and, and really, Will, I think part of the lament and the heaviness of my heart, because my heart has always been, I, I've kind of had a calling that doesn't have a, a title with it, but it's to uh, attend to the bride. Uh, and I was way adult before I was ever an attendant at a wedding, but uh, to uh, the bride, meaning Christ and the church, he being the head, the groom. So uh, I think s- somehow, and I don't need to—I'm not putting myself up as an apostle or i am a disciple, I'm a follower, but the, I think the grieving that I have felt somehow uh, can represent—maybe it's the word— uh, The grief that the church may have felt part of the process of uh, how how does the church respond to a worldwide pandemic? You know, obviously, the world has went through those things before. I'm a student of history, so I I know those things. But it's our watch. We're on the wall. You know, what are we supposed to do that? And there is a time to grieve. And so... uh, in that process of uh, allowing the, the Lord to uh, stretch my faith, if you will, and one of the cool things that has come up just recently is that uh, our widows group meets once a month, and they asked me if I would do a devotion every other month for them, and so uh, it gave me a good occasion to dig into some of the the things, but. Uh, I think most grief has to do with fear uh, and I don't that may be a female response to that I don't always represent you guys I, I, I don't have a clue what you're I don't have a clue what we're thinking most of the time I I feel sorry for husbands and uh, trying to figure us out because we, we can't figure ourselves out either but to uh, to Allow ourselves to Grieve, uh, and Brother Kenny right now is preaching through a, a, a series on tears in the Bible, uh, and I, I think that's so good because I, I have talked to young people at our church that we we'd lost one of our pastors, our next-generation pastor that had grown up in our church, had influenced many people. Uh, and, and and especially young men that were married by him and discipled by him. I mean, they were really struggling, and their wives were struggling to know first on their own grief and then to how to help them through that, too. So uh, I, I do think it's the Holy Spirit using Brother Kenny to put salve, a bomb of Gilead, if you will, on the hurting hearts representing grief uh, our our we have a great grandson. That that means you're getting really old. Well, when you get a great grandson, but he started to uh, preschool this fall a few weeks ago, and uh, his uh, grandma reported to me that there were no tears, and I thought, you know we. We spend a big portion of our life not letting our kids cry, not wanting our kids to cry, probably because it makes us uncomfortable. But uh, there's a time to cry, there's a time to grieve, and so not to—that's uh, not always a sign of bravery. That's what we put to little kids, and you know, I'll be brave, you know. Uh, so he. It, it, To, to allow the Lord to, and I, I say that in the sense that, like I'm in control, right? <laughs> he does what he, 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 he does, uh, and, and he does it for our good. And so, it, it, and that all of those situations that I described, uh, You don't say to a grieving person that God's works all those things to good, but that's what Scripture says. So do I have the faith? Is my faith mature enough, if you will, to handle that? And just to see how we are connected, body and soul, is that oftentimes when my body feels good, I can accept that better. But when I'm feeling weak and vulnerable physically, that affects me spiritually as well uh still growing on that (laughs) i've been visiting some uh senior citizens places and you know they say you know it's 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 your it's good to come to these places when you're still able to get around a little bit you know and not in, in real bad shape uh and, and and they always say you know you can have as much contact or as little contact with people as you as you want or need. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm really not a people person. I love people, but I just I I, I love my time with the Lord. And me and Him can hang out here indefinitely. It seems like, except there's people out there that He wants to, you to be light and salt to. So uh, it's. I, we will never arrive at whatever point we say. Well, my, you know, my faith is finished here. Well, one day we will. We will. We we will be known, and we will know. Uh, it, it will be clear at that stage of the game. And uh, yes, there's a a longing for that to take place, even come quickly, Lord Jesus. Uh, but until that time comes. Uh, I've got that little great-grandson that you want to have a godly influence on. And so you... uh, Sometimes you refocus and uh, recommit, resurrender, whatever word you want to take. Uh, and, And now I find that and, and I think that's probably, well, is the step of maturity that does not take me as long as it used to. You know, I would, you can get busy with life and you just, uh, you, it, I mean, your heart's intent is not to ignore the Lord, but you do. Uh, so I, I think I'm much, much more ready to surrender to Him t- today, Lord just like Saturday I was so bent out of shape because I couldn't have lunch with this friend it was a friend from back when you guys were at our church and so I I, I thought now that's so sweet that I can reconnect with some of these mamas and stuff and uh, I and I don't know what the delay was as than the fact that it was delayed so I uh, surrendered with that and I, I asking the Lord well the next time or when or the next step with that relationship. Where do where do I go with that? So uh, lot, lots of stuff to learn. Well, you never get too old to learn, I don't think. <laughs> you can teach old dogs new tricks.
0: <laughs> you know, when you were mentioning that we <clears throat> there's a time to grieve and we ought to yeah. allow ourselves to grieve. Yeah. So is that... Um, like, what does that look like? Is it a process? I know there's the emotional aspect yeah. of, like, grieving. Right. But then, like, if there's going to be a time to grieve, like a day or a week okay, yeah. or a month, like, what do you, you know, is there a ritual or, a, you know, things right. that you right. do and so forth?
1: It, it, it's definitely a process of, of uh You're asking what does grieving look like for me?
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm asking. Yeah,
1: uh, it's not that I've not pondered these things before, <laughs> Will. It's just hard to articulate them. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 and I, I see. Grieving as an emotion. Uh, so I, I I have a degree in counseling, so I deal with emotions a lot, and the negative emotions, and particularly. Uh, but I think for me, uh, it it's the relationship with the Lord that he he. Even though Jesus changed Peter's name and changed it to rock, really it's Jesus that is our rock because P- Peter was a lo- whole lot less than a rock. Let me tell you. Talk about instability, you know. That's mm-hmm. and and that's what uh, we are unstable in, in ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, uh, probably. I think that, and I don't say this lightly, the humbling that comes when there is an intensity of pain, Uh, humbling also has the connotation of humiliation, if you will. Uh, A a lot of, uh, I can't do that, you know, I, I, I can't. Sometimes you've been married for a long time, but, you know, you you rarely make decisions uh, unilaterally, you know, it's in conjunction with someone. And so when you don't have that, I mean, the simplest things, like how do you turn the air conditioner on from winter to summer? I mean, from winter, yeah, to summer, uh, the multitude of decisions we make on a daily basis can be overwhelming. I've I've talked to many widows that fear is a dominant characteristic of grief, uh, that I never really appreciated. Uh, the ladies and I talked about the Jesus on in the boat in the storm in the Sea of Galilee. You know the uh, the tendency was to. I would want to get out of the boat, I think. Uh, But Jesus was in the boat with them. If we just remember in our fear that he is near, that will provide us comfort. Quit looking at the storm. Quit looking at the storm. Just look at Jesus. And so, uh, and, 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 and that's when you're so grateful. Well, if you have stored up some of God's word in your heart, those uh, want verses and all those things that you teach them when they're little, uh, it, it, God's word will not come back void. And so, you know, there's a lot of years between those young learning years. I, I teach preschoolers in Sunday school. So, uh, I'm just, when they're 74, they may draw on some of those things that they heard. So, uh, I guess if there's a, a process, particularly at the stage of life I'm in, as opposed to young widows or widowers, or uh, it's to, 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 it talks about in scripture oftentimes about the ancient landmarks, being a history buff, that just always fascinated me, and And to me, that's kind of what scripture is to me. They're an ancient landmark that will uh, tell me where my boundaries are and uh, protect me and secure a place for me. Uh, And so I renew that. uh, And and that's where some stability can come out of... uh, instability, and, and really will, I, I think, I don't know if you parent with some kind of idea that, man, I wish I could do that again. <laughs> could, could we do a do-over for that? Well, I think that that's, uh, when we're diligent to, uh, when they sit down, when they rise up, uh, that that will pay dividends, if you will. Uh, I not not all the cast of characters in scriptures finish well. Hmm. I, I can remember Brother Gerald Davidson always saying, "I I, I desire to finish well." Uh, I do too. I do too. Uh, it, you know that doesn't. Uh, we don't get to opt out of our faith just because things are hard or because our bodies don't. You know, I I I, I still have a desire that we had a. a serve your city Sunday where people go out in the community and paint school buildings and, you know, stuff like that. And my, my heart was to do that. Now physically I could not, now I could pray for them and I did do that. But, uh, you, your service to the Lord may very well change as you grow older, but it doesn't mean it has to stop, uh, I, re- I remember talking to people that and 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 to me that really is a hard case when you're laying over in a nursing home uh you know you can't word hardly blink your eyes or anything uh but there's purpose in that and i remember when my mother-in-law was getting where it was hard to get around but i I put a, a wall of all of our pictures on her bedroom wall so that she could see each one of us, to have a visual reminder to pray for us as she may not could have, uh, she taught women's Sunday school for years and years and years, so that that feeling of not uh, serving the Lord uh, will eat at you as well. I, I'm, Satan, he's the one that's divisive and and sows discord among the brethren. Uh, God hates that. God hates that. So uh, does it require change? Yeah. I mean, when you've been teaching all your life and not have that, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, But just to look at other opportunities that maybe you've not even, uh, I mean, there's folks that, knit on a certain day and and take those knitted little blankets to the crisis pregnancy center or the children's home or so uh, we're only limited by our own minds so to speak so
0: yeah so um, so you know you've mentioned a couple of times about the you know the body and yep. you know and how that can be connected to one's mood and their how yeah. they feel spiritually and I can yeah. relate to that um like so I'm into like fitness type of things and going over to the sauna at the gym yeah. because you know I just feel good and when I feel good in my yeah. body yeah. it just makes everything easier and right. just right. and so forth um and I guess I've thought I know um you know I'm 50 I just turned 56 so I you know, no, you know, there's a yeah. progression yeah. and the body eventually, um, will become dust, you know? Yeah. So
1: yeah, that's best we can offer.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I kind of think about that and think, well, things are going to be going know downhill yep. evidently, yep. but, um, I'll just try to make the most of whatever little bit I have. Yep. And, um, and, um, and hopefully can still feel somewhat good physically. Like not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about escaping pain and stuff, but I'm just talking about like feeling like, um, I'm not just giving up and not functioning, but I don't know that might be a little optimistic because you were mentioning, (laughs) um, people in a nursing home who can just bat an eye, you know? So I don't know. Um, Do you have, you know, uh, any thoughts about that? You know, you were talking about just being kind of surprised by it and stuff like that, about, you know, thoughts about, like, the right attitude to have concerning it. Aging. Yeah, and stuff like that.
1: You know, when when the explorers try to find, when they accidentally found our nation, uh, some of those were looking for the fountain of youth. Mm -hmm. And certainly... Our nation politically was founded on uh, the Declaration of Independence. So you combine those two things, I think, are and, and uh, I can I can absolutely guarantee you there's no such place as the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. So whatever health food company or drug company or spa company, told you that they were lying uh and and as far as the independence that scripture definitely speaks against that you are not uh our our days are numbered by the lord so uh though there's some undergirding things i think we uh I, i i we are to be stewards of our bodies uh a good steward is recognizes it's not theirs, you know. It's the master's, and so uh, our bodies and us, whole, the whole thing, soul, mind, spirit, uh, body, uh, is his. And so, uh, our job is to to discern what he would have us to do in this place at this time. We don't get to determine. (laughs) Uh, You know, is there an automatic guarantee if we eat right, exercise, uh, get medical care, that we're gonna live healthy and happily ever after? Uh, That may be on your fortune cookie, but I don't don't know what scripture and verse that would be. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, can we find peace and contentment? Uh, it's what, in that passage where Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. So uh, if, if there is a, in that uh, life of choosing good stewardship, uh, if there was, I, I think particularly in our culture is, uh, the the emphasis on doing as opposed to there's a time to rest there there's a time not to do anything and for some of us that's easier than for others of us uh, and, and and well I think it theologically goes back to the point that uh, there's the enemy has planted in our brain that we have something to do with our salvation. Do, 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 do. Uh, is there, after we are saved, is there a, a obedience and uh, bringing him glory? Absolutely. But it has nothing to do with our salvation. And for most people, you know, we, we in the Protestant denominations want to think that we're free of all of that works stuff. Uh, I'm not. I'm not convinced we are. I think we are part of the human, humankind, that wants to take some credit for that. I, I just read read recently, and I don't remember who who it was, but said uh, the only thing I contributed to my salvation was the sin that required it. I try to hang on to those things is the fact that, you know, I get so – I I can – and so I think in the last few years going through this grief is that it refines those things for you. Uh, I, I, I still get my vaccinations and my shots and uh, a little short on the exercise part of that, but uh, – I got a watch that reminds me that I need to get up and walk around for a while. I'm telling you, who needs the Holy Spirit when you got an Apple Watch, right? That, that's not a commercial. <laughs> uh, and do we need reminders? Yes, we do. But uh, if we're not real careful, and I see this in almost every area of our life, uh, even good counseling. Uh, it's, it's so much of that is geared towards strengthening self, uh, uh, especially uh, just in, in so many areas that we... we uh, to, to recognize how severely indebted we are to the one who died on the cross for us. I mean... Uh, it's a beautiful thing, really. I mean, works is not all what it's cut out to be because how many of us ever make that mark? I mean, we, we don't achieve what we, what we set up for ourselves. You know, we just don't do it. <laughs> uh, and so to deal with the guilt and shame of all of that, and Jesus says it's not necessary. I, I did that. I came to reclaim you, to to uh, set you free from that. Really, uh, so uh, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, uh, and and yet. I think it's in First Peter, but it, it we have been given everything we need for life and godliness. So we're we're not lacking anything. Uh he offers himself in the gaps, if you will, uh in whatever realm that seems to and I think the enemy, if you've ever read uh the screw tape letters, uh the enemy is pretty proficient in finding that area to kind of like a thorn in the flesh or whatever, you know, something to th- throw you off or keep your focus from the Lord. So he can pick any mind, body, all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know... Going back to like you know, you had just mentioned, you know, someone in a nursing home who all they can do is just bat an eye and who knows, you know, that's we may end up there one day. We may, we may not, mm-hmm. you know. But I wonder if like, um I've thought about this, like if if we can't do anything that seems like service, yeah, if even just suffering could be done as unto the Lord, um, if it's like trusting him right and um maybe it um uh brings glory to him right. as other people see it right or maybe nobody sees it but um not everything that's beautiful um is seen by others there's little right. flowers that bloom in the desert and nobody yeah. but the lord sees them you know so um I don't know. Have you have you thought about that before? I, I
1: I have, and and you can't read the book of Job without seeing that there's some purpose in mm. that. And 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 I think that's kind of what we're longing for is what's the purpose in this? If I, if I can find a purpose, in it makes it. This, yeah, you know, this right. will this will. I, it won't be good, but it will help me understand. Right. Uh, I think, for the bottom line, for Job is that even if you don't see the purpose, you can see him meaning God in mm-hmm. the midst of this. So, uh, and again, is that the purpose? Probably. I mean, he just mm-hmm. wants us to see clearly without all of the baggage that we tend to tend to bring to the relationship. Uh, our uh, preconceived notions on what this end will look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just to see him, just to see him. And so that's what, uh, we just have a, a, a lot of, uh, I mean, we it, in the St. Louis metropolitan area, we'll, there's a hospital just, <laughs> there's a Walgreens I know on every corner, and there's almost a hospital on every corner, mm-hmm. so that, that, need to, uh, and I'm not opposed to medicine, I'm I'm certainly not opposed to hospitals, but can we make those things bigger than what they are? Do they really provide an answer for what we're looking for? Mm -hmm. Uh, The existential questions, it's who am I and what am I doing here, uh, still need to be answered. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... uh, there's only one source for that, so you you take them back. I was studying yesterday. We're studying the book of John and Bible study, and and uh, the Sadducees and the Pharisees come to John the Baptist and ask him all kinds of questions of who are you and why you are doing this and uh, you know all that stuff, and and people often come to us as believers and ask us questions like. Like we're the authoritative answer, that they are wrong on that most of the time. We are not authoritative answers, but what I have found beneficial is to point them to Jesus, which is what John the Baptist did. Hmm. He said, You know, this is the one that I'm not even fit to latch the sandals of his feet, you know. So, uh, it and those questions is that when you come up, and rel- rel- relatively, it's unlikely that people will buy what you're trying to sell as the answer to those things, uh, t- to let them explore maybe Jesus being that answer is what I'm saying, is hmm. to leave that out there as a possibility right. in the months. It's it's amazing to live where we do, and have- we've been exposed to the gospel for quite some time now as a nation. Uh to just go back to the source of that, so to speak, mm-hmm. you don't have to have degrees behind your name and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to lift Jesus up in the midst mm-hmm. of that, so even even in that suffering, to continue to go back to say, uh, consider Him, consider Him in the mm-hmm. in a hospital bed now. You know they might want to suck you in the kisser or something when you when you say that, but uh, uh, and and you want to do that with as much love as you possibly can. You mm-hmm. don't want to put salt in a wound. Uh, right. I, I I was really sensitive. I'm telling you, well, it was after Danny passed away and COVID was receding, and and I got to go back to church for the first time. It was like. I mean, I was just overwhelmed with uh, the goodness of the Lord. Uh, he, he, he did not, he, just as much as he set us into family, he set us into a community of believers. Mm-hmm. And so to deprive ourselves of that, that seems to be the going trend, is that I will just watch online. And we did. We were faithful to watch that, and, and we would sing and do all that stuff. But it was not being with our brothers and sisters in Christ in that community. Mm-hmm. And so it, 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 that has brought healing as much as anything. Uh, the ability to—we uh, you, you, just take that so much for granted. I mean— mm-hmm. uh, to not avail ourselves to that, it's just, I, I, and and yeah, there's times when you don't, you know, you can't go. And I'm, I, I can understand that. I can understand how my mother-in-law felt when she got where she could not go, but uh, that's just preparation for heaven. Is what that is. We will be together as a family there in a purer sense than we've ever experienced on this side. So. Uh yeah. yeah there's things to look forward to and uh but we need each other we need the body to uh, fit together <laughs>
0: you mentioned attending to the bride yeah and that's just an interesting way of putting that cuz <laughs> i guess um i guess whenever you know if, if we're serving one another that's what we're doing yes yes but that's kind of
1: yeah well nightmare. i i i le- Again, I, I, so much of Scripture is written, I think, for a female point of view. I, it, there is a lot in there from the male point of view as well. Mm-hmm. But it, the whole concept of the bride uh, is such a beautiful thing. And any woman, uh, even those that have not married, it, it, they know what that image looks like. And so, uh, uh, and, and every society has a... Uh, a responsibility to attend to that bride to take care of her to support her to nurture her uh, and so that's that's kind of it, it just like I'm saying that we need the the body of Christ that is still the a bride uh, I don't know what men do with that analogy quite, quite it, it's it's harder for you all I think to convert that analogy
0: yeah, but it still works. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, the bride is like for a purpose. You yeah. know, it's yeah. in the church, yeah. men and women. We're, yeah. We belong to another, yeah. and our our lives are for a purpose. Yeah. You know,
1: uh, isn't it beautiful? I ju- I just think that uh, you know you, you could t- 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 talk about the church being a body or a family, and all of those are analogies that are, and all of it is an analogy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the but. Uh, the The one to me that is the most beautiful is the bride and, and she's presented that way in revelation particularly in a glorious kind of way mm-hmm. uh so uh t- to spur one another on uh in that uh you know some- sometimes the the bride just needs her uh shoes or maybe her bow tied in the back. I I know our oldest granddaughter got married last August, and they were having trouble with one of the bridesmaids' dresses and needed a pen, which the the grandmas have these kind of things, you know. So uh, sometimes you're just offering a pen that needs to be put together. That's all visual thinking on my part, Will. Uh, But... uh, and, and I think there, to encourage people that have a real sense of uh, the bride being, I, I don't know if weak would be the right word, uh, what would be a good bride analogy, just, well, you know, they say that there's uh, that last-minute fright that you get of, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh, what am I doing here, you know? And, and, and I'm getting married? Are you kidding me? Uh, so that fear that sometimes the bride can have uh, and the church, I, I think anyone that is committed to the church, that loves the church, uh, I, it, if the pandemic did not do anything, it made us a little bit fearful, I think. Uh it made us question our motives maybe our uh if not our motives, our behaviors our actions and and there's it God purifies the church that way, you know, let's examine this and so uh in this period of less than what our society would call success maybe uh, the the growth spiral. I remember, I was born in 1949, but I can remember in the mid-50s, in our little community, little bitty community, but there had to have been some degree of revival that was taking place in the mid-50s. Because uh, I heard people, in fact, People invited me to church. My friends would say, you want to come to Revival with me tonight? Well, I had no clue what that even meant, but did I want to go somewhere? Well, sure, I want to go. And, and and well, I can remember, uh, we always had food on the table, but we didn't have plenty necessarily, but going to a, a church and having a Sunday dinner and the tables were as long as the church building and it was just laden with meats and pies and, you know, all anything this little girl could imagine. The feast that that was for my eyes and for the church family, too, as a matter of fact. But some of that is, uh, that uh, we, we, we're missing that. We're, I, I, I told, uh one of the pastors, I can't remember, but we had a thing at church just recently where the whole church family could go and learn about the other ministries of the church. And it just did my heart so good because I I, I can't do all of those things, but I am still a part of all those things. So uh, sometimes all we need is to see what what the body is doing and, and that's beneficial to it. So, uh, I, 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 again, just if the bride is fearful to look to the one who's near to, to calm those fears and, uh, get on with it, you know, don't, don't back out now. And, uh, true believers will not, they cannot. So, uh, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to be.
0: So you know, you said something about you being in, involved in counseling and things. Yeah. Is that like in a formal sense, where people make meet appointments with you, or is it? Uh,
1: well, it, I, I have. I'm not licensed by the state of Missouri. I have a degree in counseling. Okay. So, and I have done some of that just as a lay person. Mm-hmm. People have come to my home and uh, we've talked. It's much more informal than that, and that's what I've enjoyed. I've served with the Crisis Pregnancy Center and those kind of places. Uh,
0: so it could be just on the spur of the moment in a conversation, yeah, yeah. being involved with yeah. giving mm-hmm. counsel and right, stuff like that. Right. I, yeah. uh,
1: I The Lord's been gracious to not ever to have to put a... a a price tag on that, so to speak. You know, if, if you can hang out a shingle, it's one thing, but uh, to have the... That's what I, I, I've i been so excited the last week about this. I, I, the Lord has just brought, I, I mean, five people from the, the distant past. You, you, you're number six here. <laughs> uh, and you think, what is... You know, well, for goodness sakes, you know, all of a sudden. So you just... You think a relationship is done, and then all of a sudden the Lord retrieves that and says, well, i got a little bit more here <laughs> passing through. And and my tendency is always wanting to hang on to those things. On more than one occasion, well, to pry these fingers loose, <laughs> it, it, it that hurts worse than anything I can think of, spiritually speaking. To be involved in a ministry that you love. And in fact, that whole episode with my heart, Saturday i I remember when I was uh, under conviction for the first time after my husband had shared how to be saved I had to get a physical for something and they found they thought it's never been found since then a heart murmur uh, the, my little primary care doctor he was a family doctor before they were primary care doctors mm-hmm. but uh, and the Lord reminded me remember what I taught you back then about that and I thought hmm, yes I do <laughs> uh, it, when he deals with your heart it seems a little serious Will <laughs> you
0: know, yeah.
1: right? but indeed he is the one that causes this thing to beat <laughs> I mean I, I don't know what atheists do with that but I just that's, that's the truth so uh, if if those things do not give us pause not necessarily to fear that's a human alike but to to move us to trust see i have see i have had this all figured out for the longest time your your days are numbered by me you can trust me for the next step mm-hmm. really you know so yes he's got a way of reminding us and giving us direction and uh, encouragement in that uh, calling if you will so c- counseling is one of the many things and, and really that it's just to uh, encourage sometimes rebuke uh, but mostly encourage we we do need that a lot Mm-hmm. Partly because we're made, he's we're made in His image, and uh, I think that's what you see in the Trinity is encouragement, if you will. Not that the Godhead ever needs encouraging, but still, uh, so the body can offer that in ways that nothing else can do. A lot of you know people out of church and have sinned, overcome their life, and what started out as a, 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 an innocent habit or innocent event, and then it becomes a habit, and then it comes an addiction. I also have To Celebrate Recovery and those kind of groups, uh... And 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 there's there's needs for that. There are needs for that. People were gifted in that in the gift of encouragement to come alongside people and. Uh, Danny and I worked with divorce care for kids and, it just uh, people have hurt hurt each other, but they have hurt themselves as well. So to help believers particularly, but uh, the the counseling material I studied by Jay Adams talks about uh, there's uh, pre-counseling. It's evangelism is what that is. So people come not really knowing the Lord, and so to have the opportunity to share Jesus with them mm-hmm. is, is, a, is a beautiful thing, and our needs can be very beneficial in the sense of bringing us t- to Him, Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we often call it to the end of self, but it's really to the glory of God is what it is because when he shines brightest in our life, then those needs do not seem quite like needs anymore. They are just baggage, if you want to call it that, hang up, hurts, habits, and hang ups is how Celebrate Recovery D- discusses mm-hmm. those things. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So... In a counseling situation, there's probably like some kind of a problem going on. Otherwise, there wouldn't yep, be the yep, need for e- counseling. Exactly. So, there could be like reproving or there could be encouraging. Yeah. You're saying it's mainly for you encouraging. So, is encouraging like just pointing them to, to hope or what is yeah. encouragement? Like, how do you go about encouraging right. somebody?
1: Well, it. it, it that could probably be every individual that comes into your life could be interpreted different on how to do that. Yeah. But uh, it's my simplistic answer, but it's the truth. Uh, you just keep going back to Jesus' will. I mean, the 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 bottom line: He is our hope. He He is our uh, strength. It, he wants us to love him with all of our mind and soul and strength, and so whatever is hindering that uh, we try to flesh that out and and help us see that because we also have uh blind spots maybe we've i tell you sometimes when you're raised in a certain environment uh, you believe things. Because that's the only way thing you've ever seen. You know, you just never had uh, an example, if you will. I think that in terms of marriage, I mean, the, the dysfunction that comes with that uh, it gets passed on from the next generation. Now there is a that that can be broken, uh, but it is helpful to help people see. Just because your father yelled at your mother, and that's how they discuss things, doesn't mean that you have to do that. There are other ways, mm-hmm. and and sometimes you can let them have a, a conversation. And sometimes this happens so naturally, will in a small group of people, you know, and they see how you interact with your wife. Uh, you and Susan's never had a crossword, word. I feel reasonably <laughs> certain, uh, but. W- and and sometimes they see us do that. How we can disagree without being disagreeable is is an art, <laughs> uh, and we need to practice that a little more, because obviously he has put two, two different personalities. If we were the same, that would be really weird. Uh, so it, it, sometimes in a small group or maybe at a fellowship or something, they begin to say, hey, you know, I've never seen my mom and dad show affection to one another, how that opens up. So that's encouragement, too. So it's, uh, we're not perfect. You know, you think, uh, I don't want to be pointing people to me, uh, and, but ultimately we want to point them to Jesus, and at some point in conversation, I you know, hope people would say, you know, we were, we were a mess, and we're still pretty much a mess, but Jesus is the light of that mess, and he's... Walking us through that, so
0: yeah, yeah, all right, so um, we probably should wrap up, but okay. I had a, a, some questions I didn't even okay. look at um, um, okay, I guess just kind of like the uh, um, last thing just to ask you about okay. is um. What do you understand about life now that you didn't fully understand when you were younger? And uh, I guess just anything that comes to mind concerning that.
1: Well, as I told you, I had... uh, Well, I'll have to change that a little bit. I had not accepted Christ until I was 30, Mm -hmm. but... There was some exposure to uh, religious people, church-going people, and genuine believers, my mother and father-in-law being the main folks that uh, lived that before us. Uh, they they really cared about my, uh, my mother and father, and, and obviously cared enough for me and my siblings to take us to vacation Bible school and all those kind of things, so... It's not that I was—and most, I think, most folks are blessed in the United States. I mean, we have many churches. We have Bibles in our hotel rooms lots of times, you know. So Mm -hmm. uh, to say there was no uh, knowledge of a God and Jesus— I, I guess the and and obviously at thirty when I trusted Christ, when I put my faith in Christ, that what he did and what he did alone could save me from myself and my sin. Uh the the adventure has been that I because of that, I can have assurance that I can trust him for anything. Hmm. That gets worked out. <laughs> that gets mm-hmm. worked out. I can trust him as a widow. Uh, I, it, it, my husband's big desire was—I mean, he—he—they said when they stopped treatment that he could go on hospice, and uh, I mean it. it This man sunk roots here literally and physically, and so he wanted to stay in the home as opposed to going to a hospice center or anything like that. And this is not nursing material here, Will, but the hospice folks said, we will help you with that. And so he took his last breath in a hospital right here where we're sitting, in a hospital bed. (laughs) Uh, I look back on that, and I think, That had to be the Lord's will. No, no, absolutely no way. I mean, I, it, it, the muscles in my legs would not even work. My mind, uh, you know, to get medicine and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I had help, obviously, but uh, it was the Lord that came alongside you. And and when when Amy passed away, I mean, it was. Uh, Christopher and the girls. My goodness, to I, I, I was grieving as a mother, but uh, and, and Amy's last one of her last words was to when she they found out that it was metastasized into, or really it originated in the liver and went on into the ovaries. But uh, she said these girls, they they were adopted, and she said they've lost one mama already. They shouldn't have to miss and lose another one. Uh, does something for you, i mean do I trust him in that do are, are is that what you're saying that i yes, that is what I'm saying that it it that that uh wound can get pretty raw sometimes i mean, in the most and same thing with Danny. it it you just be going along in life and then all of a sudden something comes up i just to give you an example. Yesterday, I'm a Facebook advocate because I love seeing everybody's grandbabies and great-grandbabies and stuff, but yesterday was National Daughters Day. Now, it's probably Hallmark that made that (laughs) holiday to begin with, but, well, that just caused me to grieve because I thought, I I don't have a daughter that I can. now have granddaughters and I have daughter-in-laws, but that does not take the place of the daughter, so it it, it is so easy to let that turn to bitterness resentment uh and and to just give that to the Lord and i I thank him for the 50 years that almost that he gave us uh it, it's a challenge it's a challenge and, and the challenge is always are we going to live by faith <laughs> or sight that's the other option yeah <laughs> well sight does not Peace very much. So walking by faith, I have found my testimony is he is faithful. I mean, he comes alongside us and comes alongside us and comes alongside us. Uh, yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I am there with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. I'm telling you, they're just verses that claim the reality of what we can experience. Uh And so to live a life of faith, uh, it's a challenge, but it's also the most rewarding adventure Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that you can have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Gail. You're welcome. It's been really good, so I appreciate
1: it. Appreciate it. (laughs)